I am one of the hardest working people I know. Yes. And I try to keep it that way. Agreed. Hi, I'm Amber. And hi, I'm Brenda. And this is the Minority Millennial Money Podcast. So we've talked a lot on our podcast so far about, you know, if you're a young professional, what you can do with your money. And a lot of listeners have reached out to us and asked us, what do you do if you don't have money? How did um, you come about making money? And, you know, what can you do to start making money and to level up your um, your income? So me and Brenda will talk today about, you know, what we've done and how we've chosen our professions and, and what we think um, could help. So Brenda, why don't you tell us um, first, is nursing lucrative? How much money can you make from it? And why did you choose to be a nurse? I chose to be a nurse when I was in high school and I had a family member who was a nurse and I really looked up to her and I wanted to do something practical that I knew would be stable and that I would have job security in. And I always liked caring for people. I always saw myself being a teacher or a nurse. Um, So I went to nursing school for undergrad. And I mean, the range of how much money you can make as a nurse is really, really wide, depending on what part of the country you live in and what type of nursing you do. But generally speaking, I would say a nurse can make anywhere from 50 to 150,000, depending on the type of work, the hours that you work. For example, I was, I'm a nurse practitioner as well, which is an advanced practice nurse. And so my income earning capacity is higher because I have a master's degree. I have another license. I have skills that a registered nurse cannot do. So I have utilized those skills to make money. And, you know, like we've talked about in all of our other episodes, direct that money in a way that creates more wealth mm-hmm. right and that doesn't mean that I haven't enjoyed my life like I I've never felt like I'm really that restrictive but I have also been very smart with the way that I manage the money that I have made but I will say that if I wasn't making at least 75,000 for the last seven years then I wouldn't be where I am today. So it is a matter of how much you make at some point, right? And I think you and I were just talking about how beyond 100,000 to 150,000, it's really, your happiness does not go up that much, right? But it's reaching that point, like that six-figure mark where people tend to feel more comfortable and more confident. Yeah, and you bring up a good point. I don't know why people are so negative about the idea of choosing a profession or choosing a job that makes money. Um, Mm. That's something I've never really understood, that there's sort of this idea that like you should do what you love. And the reality is doing what you love does not produce income. So what I love is to live in a nice place. What I love... (laughs) It's to order food. What I love is to have nice things. And I think like people who do what they love or whatever, um, you know, they can't take trips. They can't 
um, you know, spend money the way they want. And then they look at you and they're like, oh, well, you're so lucky. It's like, no, not really. I'm not lucky at all. I just worked hard and chose a profession that pays money. It's that simple. So um, I don't really understand. I think that, you know, for fear of sounding condescending, which we can possibly come off as, (laughs) I will say that you do have to be strategic, right? And there are skills that are worth more in our society, in the market, than others. And it doesn't mean that your particular passion is not useful to the world, but it just doesn't pay, right? And our professions are not easy, right? So I think off the bat, you're going to have to accept the fact that the people who make more money do jobs that are harder intellectually or physically. For example, welders, oil pipe welders in Alaska, like that's highly detailed, technical, dangerous work. Those guys are making 150K a year, right? So it doesn't always have to be something that's like, oh my gosh, you need a master's degree. You need a doctorate. You can actually find quite a bit of trade work also that doesn't require a ton of education, but you do have to be flexible. You willing to go to Alaska? You willing to work in the ice in the cold? You know, so I don't want to come off as like, oh, they're elitists and they think that you have to have a degree to make money because there are other avenues. Absolutely. But you do have to be strategic about the skills that you will provide to society and society will reward you with decent pay. Right. I mean, and listen, like I went to art school for college, so I totally understand. I, you know, I've been there where, you know, you're really idealistic and you're like, I really like basket weaving and my baskets can, you know, give people a lot of happiness. That's great. But I mean, reality is you're not going to make six figures, probably basket weaving. So, I mean, it's just, you have to, you have to make the decision of what you want to do and what kind of life you want to live. Right. So you want to make sure that it's not something that you despise doing, right? Like I don't advise anyone who's like gets nauseated from seeing a little blood or doesn't like bodily fluids to go into nursing. Like you're not, you're not going to be happy or who doesn't really like being around people a lot because nursing is really draining in terms of being there for people all the time. So you want to make sure it's something that suits your personality at least a little bit so that it's sustainable for you. Um, I couldn't be a lawyer, right? And I think you're pretty clear that you probably couldn't be a nurse. (laughs) It just doesn't suit our personality. (laughs) So I actually never in my life considered going to law school. (laughs) (laughs) But the, the secret is finding a job that is useful and lucrative and then also being strategic with what you do with that money and not being like I make six figures I'm going to spend it all I'm gonna live it up and be extravagant because I make money yes one thing I want to say is I feel like a lot of people I can only speak to you know the black community a lot of people in the black community who um I think don't grew up poor tend to go into professions a lot of times when they go to college, uh, like social work or psychology. And sometimes those professions don't pay a lot of money. And sometimes those people have a lot of loans for those degrees. 
And it's something that worries me that I feel like the Black community feels like, or at least some people feel like they have this burden that they want to help the community. And so they do those professions that don't pay a lot of money. And I would just challenge people to the idea that there are Black lawyers that are needed. There are Black doctors that are needed. And until we can infiltrate these positions of power and turn them into positions that minorities can have is when we can start closing the racial wealth gap. And I don't think people realize that because it's the same idea of like black people being public defenders. A lot of them are like, oh, you know, the criminal justice system, blah, blah, blah. Let's go be public defenders. It's like, no, actually we need black people to be prosecutors. Those are the people who can make the deals. Those are the people who are in charge of what sentence you get. Those are the people who can Mm. drop charges. Those are the people Mm. in power. And so it just, it makes, I struggle with this because I, I see it a lot. And I'm just like, you guys, like, we need to be taking the positions of power. Those high earning, income earning positions, those are the ones we need. Right. We have a lot of Black social right. work. We have a lot of them. That's part of the reason I chose to get a PhD, not because it's necessarily that much more lucrative, but the PhD gets me into spaces that are traditionally dominated by white people. Yep. Right. And so I felt like as a minority, I have to have the highest possible credentials. So that nobody can say, oh, she only has a master's, right? Um, and, and underlying that is she's Hispanic, so she only has a master's, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have to get ourselves to the spaces where the power lies because money follows power. Yep. And so say you're like just out of high school, right? If you're not a book smart type person or you don't like school then pursue a trade pursue something that you can do with your hands I know plenty of people who have gone into welding or even like being a dental hygienist you know dental hygienists can make 40 to 50 dollars an hour wow I had no idea yeah that's a a six-figure job you know um welders can make a ton of money like I said before plumbers electricians all of that we we need those people. Those will always need plumbers and electricians. Just listen to our real estate episode. <laughs> right. right. That's right. So there definitely has to be a strategy to it. And also I will say that there's a big um, community of people on Twitter and personal finance spaces that are like, get a side hustle, get a side hustle. And it's like, if you have a job that's lucrative enough for the 40 hours that you're putting in, you don't need a side hustle. Yep. Right. Rather than spending time on this time on a side hustle, spend that time investing in yourself so that you're more useful. So true. And I personally, I had, I've had side hustles, but they've been lucrative side hustles. Like I think you and I were just talking about a job I'm being recruited for at $75 an hour. And I'm having to turn jobs like this away. Right. Because I don't have time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, just think about that. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are who are unemployed and you are overemployed right now. Right. Right. But why? Because I have a skill that's highly useful. Right. 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 And I don't always love it. Yeah, I think that the idea that you love a job is uh, really an idealistic one. Um, <laughs> I mean, practicing law is cool. I like being a lawyer, but... Um, do I want to work every day? Absolutely not. Would I rather <laughs> be at a spa? Absolutely. 
Um, so <laughs> I just, I'm not, I'd rather have my nails done. Absolutely. Yes. You know, I don't like, I, but the, the upside is everyone's doing work. They don't like, you might as well be making money for it. Yes. You're never going to love to go to work every day. Not every day. And there's trade-offs. Like I'm sure I can work, you know, law jobs that make a lot more money than I'm, than I'm making, but I really like, you know, the government sector. And so that's what I've chosen to do. Um, but I'm also paid well. So, <laughs> you know, there's certainly, I'm, I'm not at all saying like, you should go do a job that you absolutely hate just to make money. You should do a, no. do a job that you tolerate where you make a good income an income that you want to live off of. Right. And definitely I, I think that I could have had more fun quote unquote in my twenties, but I was so dedicated to my career. I was so committed to being a high value individual that I probably missed out on some things, but honestly, looking back, like I'm set for life, you know, like I can take three years off from a job, although I'm getting emails daily that they want me to work and not worry about my retirement, not worry about how I'm going to pay my bills because I worked my ass off in my twenties. Right. So I think that anyone in their early or mid twenties, like this is the time to start making yourself high value individual and then invest that money because you won't regret that. Like I meet a lot of people in their thirties who are like, oh my gosh, I'm just now starting to like pay off my debt, Wow, you know? And I'm like, oh wow, I don't have any debt, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I had it in my, in my early twenties, but I got rid of it and I vowed to never get back into it. So I just think that there's something to be said for really investing in yourself early in life and and will, being willing to put in the work. I agree. Right? Like, none of it was easy. I'm, I'm lucky in a sense, you know, that I was able to do all of those things. But I also put in the work. I worked full time as I got my master's full time. You know, I worked in undergrad. I'm working as I'm getting my PhD. So it's not like these things came easy to us, right? Especially being minorities. Like we didn't have role models. We didn't have mom and dad to fall back on in a sense, right? Like it's not like we're, we're daughters of privilege. Yeah, I wish. (laughs) Would look good on me. (laughs) Daughter of hard work. I agree. We definitely put in a lot of hours and I think we definitely have probably done things that a lot of people feel like are impossible or that they wouldn't be willing to do. I mean, I remember I used to go to school when I was in undergrad, I was 17 years old and I would do classes from 9am to 2pm. And then I would do a three to 11 shift and try to get my homework done and then do it all again every single day. Um, And I did that for a few years. So I agree. There's certainly, um, we put in a lot of time and effort to get to this point. Um, and I hope people see that, but unfortunately I think sometimes people just see the end product and they're just like, Oh, you just got really lucky. Um, which is something that is like one of my biggest pet peeves is when people tell me I got lucky and it's like, no, I just worked hard. Um, and now I have something to show for it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 
I am one of the hardest working people I know. Yes. And I try to keep it that way. Agreed. I mean, apart from my classmates who are doing this PhD with like four kids, mm. I don't know anyone that works harder than me. <laughs> right, right. Sure. You know, and, but at the same time, like they have support. They have a husband. Yes. You know, like I only depend on myself. Like I don't have anyone to pay the rent if I can't pay it myself. Yes. So, so people are like, well, you're single. You don't have kids. So like, it's easier for you. I'm like, I hate that. I'm like, you have a husband over there who can help you pay your bills, take out your trash, do your dishes, <laughs> do your laundry, get groceries. Like, are you serious? Right. And if your husband right, is doing right. anything, then sounds like a personal problem. It's, it's all a struggle, right? Yeah, it's all a struggle. It's just, can you make the best of it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, if there's anyone out there who would like us to help them brainstorm through this, we're more than happy to help you and we could bring you on. You could be anonymous. Um, Cause I, this is really the fun part, right? Is implementing some change and yeah. some goals and getting some skills. And then the paychecks start coming in and you're happy about it. Agreed. All right. Yeah. So we'd love feedback. Email us. We'll see you next time.